Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at it, Chuck show. Final hour of the program is the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour. Uh, Chuck Rose gets first quest. Uh, a little chic in good times. Why did I pick this song? Well, so we're tying everything in together. So we talked about earlier tonight in uh, That's Life. It was, uh, it's Roger Taylor's birthday today, who is the drummer from Queen. And this was obviously the inspiration for Another One Bites the Dust. Now, again... Queen did not come out with another one bites the dust before this song. This is, this was, it wasn't stolen by their bass player, but their bass player was the the bass player for Queen, who wrote another one bites the dust, was hanging around, you know, chic and got the inspiration to do this. So, and again, obviously, then the Sugar Hill Gang later on, you know, did this same bass and beat line and all that kind of stuff. So, I still say. Bernard Edwards is my favorite bass player of all time. Yeah. I, I think he's tremendous. I, I just, again, so much funk in his bass and just so good. And now Rodgers now Rogers is still on tour, I believe. I think he's still touring across the Yeah, country. he is. I just saw, because we, we talked about him last week. Yeah. Yeah, he's still doing stuff. Yeah. So uh, I think he's the only one left, right? He's the only one still alive. Because Tony Thompson, I think, is dead too, is he not? Yeah, I think he. I think it's because is it one? Is it two females? Was it two females? Two. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if the women are still alive. I feel like one of them may be. Okay. Um, well, we kill them off anyway, so that's that's what we do around here. So, all right, four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. That is our phone line as we open things up to our Braves closeout. Well, uh. You know, Braves bullpen stunk it up uh, tonight. And, and, look, they only gave up two total runs, but that was enough. Red Sox scored five straight off the Braves. So, Braves lose tonight 5-3. to three. They get swept by Boston in this two-game series. Now they'll head home. It'll be Friday night when they play the Milwaukee uh, Brewers. Um, the One of the newest Braves in Pierre Johnson, he took the loss tonight. He's now 1-6. On the season, he's one and six on the season with a five nine ERA, and he he allowed the run to score. That was Strider's responsibility when Strider came out of the game, um, and then uh, he gave up one of his own, and that was all short. He <laughs> he he had eleven pitches, nine strikes, but gave up a run in two thirds of an innings on a hit, and he falls to one and six on the season. Kirby Yates came in as well the following inning, and he gave up a run. 
as well. Strider was good enough to win tonight. He was certainly good enough to get a win tonight. Six and a third, six hits, two runs that were earned, gave up three total runs, two that were earned, one walk, and ten strikeouts. The problem is he only threw 91 pitches. The problem, two more home runs given up. That's now 18 homers on the year that Spencer Strider has given up in, what, 123 innings? He said 18 already? 18. That's his, That was his 17th and 18th home run yeah. that he's given up on the season. So while he might catch and pass Smoltz's record, that year Smoltz only threw 18 strikeouts total. So uh, Gave up 18 homers? I mean, gave up 18 yeah. homers yeah. total, yeah. And again... What did he pitch? About 250 innings that year? Ah, I got to go back and look and see. Here, I'll I'll look up because I, I can't afford to spend <laughs> another hour um, having. I this. have been quick, sir, tonight. Uh, Smoltzy in '96 pitched 253 and two thirds innings. So it looks like I know a little bit about baseball. Uh, anyway. A little bit, a little something. But no, um, look, he was good enough to win tonight. He pitched well enough to win, but you know after. You know, after that, uh, you know, that sixth inning, I mean, that's the only inning that the Braves scored in. You know, Ozzy hit the three-run homer, and that was it. You know, Ronnie didn't have a hit tonight. Ronnie did score a run on, on the walk. He came in on Ozzy's homer. Ozzy was two for four with a run and three RBI. Um, Riley was one for four. Olsen one for four. But, you know, Murphy, Ozuna, Rosario, none of them had hits. Arcia didn't have a hit. Michael Harris was one for three. Uh, in the game, he scored uh, as well. He had a double, and he came around to score on Ozzy's home run. But Ozuna's in a little bit of this funk again. You know, after he had a good May, June, now all of a sudden he's in, you know, a bit of a funk uh, for this team. And, you know, again, their offense has kind of slowed down a little bit. I mean, you're not going to score seven runs a night, and you're not going to hit 300 for a whole month, but certainly Ozuna is one of the guys that he's kind of slowed down his pace so far that that, that he's been. He's obviously you know had had a good year. I mean, by all by all accounts, he's had a pretty good year. But if you look um, over his last, um, well, this was game number nine uh, tonight. Over his last nine games, he's got two hits in what is it twenty. Sorry, 32 at-bats. He's two for his last 32 with a homer and three RBI. So two for his last 32. What's the math on that, Day-Day? When you got your calculator out, what's the math on two for 32 uh, (sighs) over his last nine games? And by the way, the Braves are three and six in those nine games that they've they've played here of late. Yeah, that's a uh, 06.06. Yeah, yeah. So a 060 batting average. So that's – is that good? Uh, no, that's terrible, oh, sir. Okay. That's horrible. That's okay. sit down. Okay, all right. <laughs> that's cut. All right. all right, well, I listen. I mean, I just wanted to make sure. So, yeah, he's hitting 060 over his last nine games. And coincidentally, the Braves are 3-6 uh, and six, uh, in that nine-game stretch. So, um, again, need him to get his bat going uh, again. But um, offensively, they didn't do anything except in that, in that sixth inning. I mean, again, without Ozzy's homer, um, they did not put up any runs uh, on the board. So, oh, oh, by the way, Kenley Jansen came in to get the save 
uh, in the game tonight. That's his 22nd save on uh, on the season. So he's having another good year. I mean, he's, he's had a pretty good year for the Red Sox uh, this year. So he gets the save. Um, Duvall uh, hit a home run. Uh, Devers homered in the game. Cassis homered uh, in the game. Braves gave up three homers in the game overall, and that was the downfall uh, for it. So now the Braves fall to 64 and 36. They're 32 and 17 on the uh, road, and obviously that's still a really good you know mark. And again, they're way out in front. I saw the Mets lost uh, tonight. They lost to the Yankees, I believe, tonight uh, in uh, interleague action. So um, you know, again, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna overtake the Braves in this division, but still. You'd like to see them kind of get this thing turned back around and and get a little bit hot. And again, it'll be a good a good series against uh, Milwaukee. You know they're the division leaders in the Central. So uh, the Marlins did beat the Rays, uh, Tampa Bay Rays tonight. The Mutts lost three to one to the uh, Yankees, and the Phillies did beat Baltimore six to four tonight. So uh, Philly and Miami will pick up a game on the Braves and the Mutts don't lose any ground or gain any ground uh, as far as that, uh, that goes. But, um, you know, offense needs to get things cranked back up. Hopefully coming home, that will ignite the offense a little bit, but um, um, you know, Strider, you know, they, they talk in baseball, uh, hard luck losers or hard luck, you know, no decision. Strider probably deserved better. He deserved probably to win that game. I mean, was he outstanding? Eh, no, no, I mean, struck out a ton of guys, but the two home runs, that's the thing that that's his big bugaboo. And as we said, he's given up 18 homers now in 223 innings pitched. Like that's that's becoming problematic. And and a lot of that has been here, you know, really at the very start of the year, he was pretty good as far as his home run ball goes. But, you know, lately it's been for the last couple of months, he's been, you know, on a tear where guys are, you know, hitting you know, multiple home runs off of him. So um, Rosario also starting to have some struggles uh, as well. So they're not getting some of that production that they're used to at the bottom of their lineup, right? I mean, you know, right now, uh, let's see, what is uh, Arcia's betting? So he's RC is down to 287 uh, for the year. Rosario's down to 248. Ozuna's down to 225. And we've talked about, and Michael Harris, by the way, even with the hit tonight, he's only at 274. So. You know, again, that bottom of the order has been so good for the Braves as far as producing runs. They haven't done anything, you know, here, you know, of late. And Rosario having his struggles. We just talked about Ozuna, two for his last 32 uh, in the game, or sorry, in uh, in the nine games. Uh, and no coincidence that the Braves are, you know, three and six in those games. So Braves do lose uh, tonight. Strider, 10 more strikeouts. So he's going to break the single season record at this point. I mean, he's at 199 strikeouts right now on the season. That leads Major League Baseball. And uh, he's going to break Smoltz's record of 276 strikeouts in the um, in the uh, 96 season. So he'll be on that record pace. But, again, too many home runs. And, you know, he probably, probably could have won himself a few more games if he hadn't given up so many home runs. And, you know, again, he was on pace to pitch at least seven innings tonight. I mean, he was his pitch count was really low going into the seventh inning, but then gave up the couple of home runs mm-hmm. and they had to pull him at that point. And he still ended up throwing 91 pitches when all was said and done, but just got knocked out of the ball game. And that's unfortunate because again, you know, if you got to pitch himself seven innings, probably finds a way to win. And then you can set yourself up for, for, you know, the back end of your bullpen 
get a guy in to pitch the eighth and Iglesias in the ninth, and that would be all she wrote. So, uh, again, Braves fall 5-3. to three. They get swept by the Red Sox in this two-game set. Now they come home to take on the Milwaukee Brewers, and uh, that'll be a fun series at, at Truist Park over the weekend. And, um, you know, so we'll see what the, what the Braves can do here. Um, it looks like... Um, uh, what is it? Uh, Chirinos is going to get the uh, start, and then Bryce Elder will have the start on Saturday, and then it's undetermined as of right now who's going to get the start on Sunday. So um, we'll see what happens uh, there, but uh, hopefully the Braves can find a way to get back on track, get their offense cranked up, and find a way to win two out of three against the uh, Milwaukee Brewers and keep this thing humming right along. All right, when we come back, we took some calls about this earlier. So I'm asking the question at 404-726-0929. Can the Falcons have a successful season without being in the playoffs? We'll take your phone calls next. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuck Free Show. Thursday night in the Kia studio. Oh, no, sorry, Wednesday night in the Kia studios with you. Man, I was hoping it was Thursday so we could get to Friday. Uh, 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line, and it is our phone line. We're opening up the phone lines to you. We got um, several calls about this earlier tonight. So asking the question, can the Falcons have a successful season without being in the playoffs? You know, I think the Falcons can be successful, even if it doesn't involve the playoffs. But the big thing for me is they've got to get above 500 and, and show that they are in a positive direction. Nine and eight, 10 and seven. If something happens that they have that type of record and they don't make the playoffs, I think it'd be a successful season. And I'll point directly right at 
the Detroit uh, Lions. You know, the Lions were 9-8 and eight last year. And, and if you look at the divisions in football, 9-8 and eight in the AFC South would have won the division by two games. Unfortunately for the um, Detroit Lions, 9-8 and eight was four games back of the Minnesota Vikings. So you can't control what other teams do, but all you can do is control going out and winning your own games. And I will tell you, I think the Detroit Lions are an up franchise, up arrow franchise. They got better. They've shown that they're better. And they're going to be, you know, a favorite to be in the playoffs this coming year because they've shown it and they've gotten better. And they're an up arrow franchise. And that's what I want us to get to is we are in a situation where we are expected to be in the playoffs on an annual basis. Obviously not there yet, and obviously we got some work ahead of us, but I can still see if we're 9 or 10 wins, this being a successful season. I would not have a problem with that, even if it means not being in the playoffs, but you can't control what's out of your own hands, right? I mean, you can't, you can't control everything. You can control what you do, and I don't think the Falcons, you know, we've talked about floors and ceilings and things like that. I don't think the Falcons are a 12, 13, 14 win team like that's reserved for you know Mahomes and the Buffalo Bills and the Bengals and the Eagles and you know there's a very select few teams that are in that kind of realm when you talk about 12 13 14 types of wins I mean that's that's a that's a monster season so I don't think the Falcons are there yet but I think if they're nine or ten wins that's success and if it's playoffs great but if it's not playoffs, I don't look at it as unsuccessful. Now, you can say the division is bad. You can say that maybe, you know, midway, you know, the Midland teams of the NFC, maybe aren't as good. I, whatever, you, whatever you can do. But I don't look at it as it's playoff or bust for the Atlanta Falcons. I look at it as you have to be at least above 500 or bust. Because we can't be another 7 and 10, you know, 8 and 9, you know. Again, eight and nine is still not success in my book. We're still a below 500 team. That's not going to get us playoffs. And you can say, well, they win the division. Okay. Uh, it's not likely that you can't go into a season thinking that eight and nine is going to win your division. Forget wild card, you know, eight and nine winning the division. So we'll see what happens, you know, with it. But I definitely think that they can have success if. They are nine or ten wins, even if it does, even if it means that there's not a playoff berth in it. You look at what the Detroit Lions have done. Again, drafting Panay Sewell, drafting Aiden Hutchinson, Jared Goff is still playing well. You know, they look like a franchise that is an up arrow, that they look like they are on track to be a good team this year, and they look like a team that is on the rise. And that's what I want. And and whether you you know whatever you think about Matt Ryan at the end of the day, we never had more success in franchise history than we did in Matt Ryan's tenure, and it felt like we could always be a playoff caliber team because we had a quarterback that could get it done. We could always be a playoff caliber team. Again, not saying Super Bowl or anything like that. We did have the magical Super Bowl run, and we were in a couple of conference title games, right? I mean, but. It's the idea of being in the mix for the playoffs every single year. We always felt like under Matt's regime that we were always going to be a playoff team. And a lot of times we were. 
there were bumps in the road, and you're not going to, you know, there's nobody that's Tom Brady. I mean, there's nobody that's, you know, going to 10 Super Bowls. I mean, nobody does that. But there were bumps in the road and things and such. And But, again, it was the best period of success in franchise history. So whatever you think about Matt, that's, that's a fact, is that it's never been better than under Matt's watch. Now, obviously, a lot of pressure, a lot of expectations. And I get the idea. We were talking with Carl Dukes about this earlier, you know, tonight, just the idea of, well, we had not been in the playoffs in five years. I get that. 2017, last time we were in the playoffs, we were in the divisional round of the playoffs. And because the division is weak, because we play a last-place schedule, would it be a disappointment if we didn't make the playoffs? Yes. I mean, I, I, I want us to get back into playoff football. I want us to have, you know, at least – something on wild card weekend or division round or whatever it's going to end up being. I want us to be in the mix for being a playoff team. But if it doesn't happen this year, I, I don't look at the Detroit Lions as a failure. I don't look at them as a failure. And we talk about the Lions and like, oh, well, they, weren't, they've, they haven't been very good for a while. Yeah, they've had 24 losses the last two years. Guess what? We've had 20 losses the last two years. It ain't like we're that much better than the Detroit Lions have been. It ain't like we are, you know, years ahead and and light years ahead of what the Detroit uh, Tiger, or sorry, Detroit Lions are. So this is this is kind of the, you know, the, the first official kind of reset, and I want to see that with the players that we brought in and being able to have some spending cap and things like that available to us. I want to see what you know, this ends up becoming because I know a lot of people are expecting division and things like this. And again, we got freaky deaky. He's talking divisions. He's talking 28 points a game and all this kind of stuff. I mean, those are, those are, you know, tough objectives to, to get to just take care of our business. Let, let's, let's take care of our business at the end of the day. We can only control what we can control, right? I mean, we can only control the things that, that are in our hands. If the Saints go out and go 14 and 3, all we can control is the two games against them. We can give we can give them two losses and they can end up 14 and 1 outside of that and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Not a thing you can do about it. You just take your lumps and you hope for the best and and move on and see what happens to it. So again, I, I definitely think that there can be success in non-playoff football for the Falcons this year. And obviously, it will be nice if we're not drafting, you know, four, eight, you know, even 10 or whatever like that. You know, it would be ideal that, you know, if we're drafting lower in the first round, and if we draft somewhere in the 20s, then we're in good shape. We're, we're a playoff team. But no more drafting up high. No more, no more single-digit drafts unless we trade for somebody and we end up with a, you know, single-digit draft pick. But short of that... I don't want us drafting anywhere near single-digit territory again for a while. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't have to be. You know, if Desmond Ritter can become the quarterback that we think he can become, and I'm not saying Pat Mahomes-esque, I'm not saying Jalen Hurts level, but if he can play solid football, all the pressure is not necessarily on him. Now, we start winning on a regular basis, the pressure will get to, you know, be on a Desmond Ritter but until we get to that point where we can't get over the hump in all of this and, you know, again, fix what ails us, 
and, and try to get back to playoff football or just try to at least get back to winning record football. It's not that we haven't been to the playoffs, you know, in the last, you know, since 2017. We also haven't had a winning record. It's not like we missed out on a playoff bid or whatever like that, you know, a couple of years ago when we were so successful. No, it's been it's been five years of losing. It's been five straight years of, of losing since 2017 when we were a second-round playoff team. It's been cons- five consecutive years of losing records. And, again, 14 and 20 over the last two years is not going to cut it, you know, anymore. So at least get us over 500, at least get us somewhere 9, 10 wins, and I'll take that. And then we can live with it from there. You know, again, it would be disappointing if we're 10 and 7 and don't find our way in the playoffs. I would think that would be hard to do. I would think that that would be nearly impossible. But, you know, you never say never on some of these things. So we'll see what happens. But obviously, Falcons first practice at uh, training camp uh, today as uh, they open up the 2023 season. Two weeks from Friday, we've got preseason football. Two weeks from Friday, preseason football. Crazy to think about uh, all of that. Um, And it's coming quick, right? I mean, we'll blow through this preseason because we only got three games in the preseason. We'll blow through preseason football here pretty quickly. Hall of Fame game, I think, is coming up. Isn't the Hall of Fame game a week from Saturday or is it a week from Thursday or whatever? I mean, it's it's coming quick, the Hall of Fame game. Um, that's coming real fast. And so we'll be into preseason football here very quickly. And yep, then August we'll, 3rd. How, what is it? August 3rd, next week. Okay, yeah. So that's, uh, what, Thursday, right? It's Thursday, yeah. Yeah, next Thursday. So next Thursday is the Hall of Fame game. Um, gosh, crazy to think about kids starting school on uh, on August 1st, but – uh, August 3rd will be the uh, Hall of Fame game from Canton, Ohio, Fawcett Stadium. And um, um, I think the induction ceremony is all that weekend and everything like that with it. So, uh, But we'll see. I mean, Falcons football will be here very, very quickly. By the way, too, we'll have everybody up there tomorrow. Uh, we, got the, we got the morning shaft and their four-hour show that they do. Um, we got the, the Chuck House and uh, their four-hour show that they do. Um, Andy and Randy, they'll do their four hours from Flowery Branch. And then uh, Dukes and Bell will be from 2 to 7. Um, they'll be from the Hooters at the Mall of Georgia, where they were last year. Had a lot of fun up there. And then, obviously, we'll do our two-hour show uh, from <laughs> what? That's not how long we do? No. Oh, oh th- I'm, I'm sorry. We'll do our three-hour show. No, from, no, huh? no. What? no. What? Wait a second. The Morning Shaft and Chuck House and Danny and Randy, they, they do three-hour shows, don't they? Uh, only one of them. Well, two of them do. Oh. Morning well, okay. Show so, so, okay. So the, so the Chuck House, that they do four hours. No, okay. No, no, um, no, what? No. Huh? They, no, two. Huh? Two. How many people they got on that show? They got quite a bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, they're all out and about. Dukes and Bell be at Hooters at the Mall of Georgia. We're not at Hooters, right? We're, 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 um, no. Over here at Satan Council. No. Huh? No, here. Right. Like I said, Holman and Finch downstairs, Colony Square. No, here as in like. Roomies? Up here. On the ninth floor? Like in here, yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Well, wasn't expecting all that. So, anyway. All right. When we get back, we're going to do Rank 'em uh, tonight. We didn't get a chance to do Rank 'em last night as we were off for Atlanta United Soccer. Uh, We didn't miss much in Atlanta United, uh, but anyway, 
Uh, rank them coming up next. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. Hey, get at the heart of the NFL with the In the Huddle podcast. Former offensive lineman Brian Baldinger and Jason Lockonfora. They uh, partner up with Carl Dukes, our own Carl Dukes. They take you around the league, give you the inside scoop on storylines that matter. New episodes of uh, uh, In the Huddle every Tuesday and Friday. Follow In the Huddle on uh, the Odyssey app for free or wherever you get your podcasts uh, from. And also, too, um, we've got Peachtree Football with Dylon Matthews and Bo Morgan. Those are from the morning shaft. Well, how long's their show? Because they must they must have a lot of time to be able to do podcasts. Because I mean, how do you squeeze that in with a four hour show? <laughs> it's not four hours. Huh? Freaky. Well, and technically Hewer. Dylan does do Dylon does do an hour before. Oh. All so. right. Well, Freaky and Hugh did four hours. I would assume that they do the same four, right? Mm-mm. No? No. Oh. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that. All right, anyway, we used to have a little bit of fun on the weekends, picking Hugh's brain, picking Randy's brain. Sometimes I would give those guys a list of things to put in order. We decided to steal it. We call this segment Rank Them. All right, JC. So earlier we were talking about those movies for uh, or Jason Statham movies mm-hmm. and Expendables and Got me to thinking, martial arts guys. Rank these martial arts guys. Okay. John claude Van Damme, Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris, Jackie Chan. Uh, Bruce Lee, number one, far and away. I yeah. mean, it's not even close. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'll take uh, I'll take Chuck Norris, too. He's legitimate. Um, Jackie Chan, three. And Jean-Claude Van Damme is not legit. Um, <laughs> he's not he's not legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like him? No, well, no, no. no. I, I like him, but he ain't legitimate. Got I mean, he's not a legitimate. He, he, again, there are all kinds of stories about him and Steven Seagal, or, or as he was known back in the old days in 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 uh, New York, Steve Siegel. <laughs> yeah, not Steven Seagal, right. Steve Siegel. All right. So anyway, all right. Uh, you were talking about well, we're both both our kids are you know going back to school next week. Uh, rank these school subjects from your perspective: math, science, English, foreign language. Uh, foreign language one. I hated really? English. Yeah, I hated English. I, I mean, English number four. Foreign language one. I was really good at math number two. What was the other one? Science. Oh yeah, science. Yeah, I, I didn't like science at all. Um, but I really hated. English. So, foreign, what was your foreign? What which foreign language did you like? 
Well, I took three years of French in high school and two semesters in college. Nice. So, nice. Okay. Um, and I regret it every day. <laughs> I, I should have taken Spanish. I mean, given what I've done in my life, right. I, I should have taken Spanish. Right. Would have been way more beneficial to take Spanish right. in, in, if I'd have done that in life. So. Yeah, I took Spanish, but I just wish I took it serious. I didn't take it serious enough. I goofed through it. I took a lot of it. I mean, I, t- I took three full years in high school and, again, two semesters in college, and it's just a worthless language. I mean, if you can't speak Spanish, I mean, you're just you're behind yeah, the eight ball. Yeah, so. you're, you ain't lying about that. Yeah. All right, rank these. I don't know why I was thinking about this over the weekend. Rank these salad toppings. Tomatoes? Croutons, mushrooms, or just shredded cheese? Um, shredded cheese, one. Okay. Um, okay. Croutons, number two. Yep. And yeah. barely that. Um, the other two. Tomatoes and mushrooms. Yeah, the other two, you can just toss, toss them in the them toilet. Up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can toss those in the toilet. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like raw tomatoes. I don't. We, I don't. Dylan and I are like that, you know, as far as. Yeah, I don't do tomatoes. I don't, I don't like, I don't like any raw tomatoes. Yeah. I don't like raw tomatoes on a sandwich. I don't like raw tomatoes on Same. a hamburger. I don't like raw tomatoes at all. I like ketchup. I like spaghetti sauce. Right. Like everything. I like tomato soup. Right. Okay. I like everything based around tomato. I don't like the raw tomato itself. It's nah. nasty and it's Mm-mm. just messy and it just, it's not, it doesn't taste good. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty nasty. Yeah. All right. You want to hit up the uh, Twitters there? Uh, the only one we got is our buddy Marco. He said oh. if you can instant if you could instantly become great at singing, guitar, drums, piano, rank him. Um, guitar number one. I would I would love to be a guitar player first and foremost. Um, singing would be number two. Um, piano number three. And I did play drums for a little bit. My grandfather um, on my mom's side. He was not not my biological grandfather, but he's the only grandfather that I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a drum teacher. Okay. So he played in bands and stuff like that, but he was a drum teacher. And um, he taught a lot of high school kids uh, drums and stuff like that. He had a studio downstairs in the basement and uh, all set up and uh, with a drum kit and all that good stuff. And um, he was a drum teacher. That's, okay. That's, again, he didn't make his living as a drum teacher. Right, but right. Later, after he retired, um, he took up drum teaching and would teach kids every day. Okay. Rank these um, old school actresses. Liz Taylor. Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn, Jane Fonda. Um, I like Meryl Streep a lot. I think she's a really good actress. Yeah. I, I think she's great. So I'll take her number one. Um, Jane Fonda is going to go number four because she's a commie sympathizer. And <laughs> again, she was she she now all of a sudden she didn't know what she was doing when she sat on the gun of the um, uh, Vietnamese army. Right. Um, so I, I don't respect her for gotcha. for all of that. So she's she's way number four. Um, Liz Taylor, and what was the other one? Goldie Hawn. Oh, Goldie Hawn, number two. I love Goldie Hawn. Um, yeah, she's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I, I think she's really good. And uh, I don't really know much about Liz Taylor, other than, again, <laughs> that, that skit with John Belushi on Saturday Night right. Live where he was eating that chicken. Right, Goldie Hawn is the one that, uh, not married, but her and, that's her and Kurt Russell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah they've yeah, been yeah, together yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Their, and their daughter is... Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. The fabulous Kate Hudson. Yeah. Um, Goldie Hawn, she, she had a lot of good underrated movies like like private, private benjamin, benjamin was a, was a, was a yep. fun one but those movies that she started with chevy chase foul play yep and seems like old it times seems like old times they, yeah those movies are terrific yeah like th- those are those are just kind of i don't know what you want to call them but i mean they're, they're just late 70s early 80s yeah. comedies that just 
They're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. They don't make your brain. And what was sizzle. the guy? The guy that was the he was because it was a love triangle in the two. And it seems like old times and uh, the because it was two yeah, of Charles them. Charles Grodin. Char- yeah, 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 Charles yeah, Grodin. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Charles three. Gro- Charles Grodin was in <laughs> in um, in um, uh, seems like old times. He was right. the governor. Right. He, or no, no, he was the yeah, he was the governor. Yeah. Right. He was the governor, and um, uh, she was married to him, yep. and she'd been. She'd been, I think, married before to Chevy yep. Chase, and he robs a bank and all this yep. good kind of stuff. Yep. So, yep. Yep. Um, yep. yeah, he he does all that. <laughs> foul play, foul play is is foul play is hilarious because so Burgess Meredith is in that movie, okay, and so th- there's a line in that movie where it's like where they this guy that that gets killed tells Goldie Hawn, beware of the dwarfs. And, and that leads into a whole thing, and, and it, there's a dwarf at the end of the movie and all this good kind of stuff. But um, but Burgess Meredith, in, in only his voice, um, and you can't say this stuff now, but but he's like, eh, what was that that guy said to you? Uh, beware of the midgets. And yeah, just, yeah, oh, God. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's funny. It's just in the context of it, it's very funny. Right, so, right. Anyway. All right, well, let's get to doing some searching. All right. Oh, by the way, my favorite Goldie Hawn movie probably was uh, Wildcats. I love Wildcats. Hilarious. Well, that's uh, that's uh, Woody Harrelson, Woody Harrelson and, and uh, Wesley, Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. They before had, they were before, before they, were they partnered yep. up with White Man Can't Jump yep. and all that. And good they had stuff. another one, Money Train. Money Train. That was Money the one with J Lo. Yeah, yeah Money Train was awful. The only yeah. good thing about that was was the love scene with J Lo. <laughs> that mo- that movie was awful. Yeah, awful. it really was. It really yeah, was. that was an awful movie. Yeah. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right. First up. C.S. Modeling, so M-O-D-E-L-I-N-G, mm-hmm. underscore Arizona. Don't know why that's why her why that's her Instagram name, because she's got her real name sitting there. Yeah, Cheyenne Swenson. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. She looks all like right. a mom. <laughs> she says, I think she's the one that says she's a dog mom. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Uh, Miss, M-I-S-S, okay. underscore mm-hmm. L-E-L-L-E, mm-hmm. underscore Rogue, R O U G E. R O U G Rouge. That's Rouge. Rouge. My bad, yeah. my bad, my bad. Um Ms. L Rouge. Let's see if she pops up. Okay. Got her right. Ginger Doll 99 underscore. So gin- everything spelled right there. Ginger Doll 99 underscore. Un- underscore. Just un- yeah, 99 underscore, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me guess. She's gonna be a redhead. Something, <laughs> Close something. to it, yeah, pretty much. Uh, yep, something went wrong. Let me see Uh-oh. here. Um, see if I can find it. Yep, I don't think it's going to... It's not letting you pull it uh, up? Let me see. Wouldn't let me load it. Um, okay, now I got her. Okay, cool. All right, and then the last one, Dangerous Blonde 1776. Dangerous Blonde... 1776. I wonder what the 7076 is all about. I don't know. It's when we, you know... Um, <laughs> Declaration of Independence. Well, that's another one that won't. Uh, oh no. Uh, let's see here. Okay, we got the. Uh, got her. We got her. Let me All see right. if I, that, this one is right. Looks like it's Taylor Freeman. Yeah. Okay. Why? Why did she just not use her name? I anyway, did. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. I, I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'll uh, I'll take that Cheyenne. Um, okay. The, the CS modeling. Yeah. Um, dog mom fitness model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take her. Uh, I'll take her number one. Um. I may have to rethink my thought on uh, Ginger. <laughs> no, um, I'll take El Rouge, number two. Okay. I'll take Dangerous uh, Liaisons or whatever her name is, uh, Dangerous Blondes uh, in the year of uh, <laughs> our freedom from America. Uh, God bless America uh, when looking at her. 
And then uh, the ginger doll will go number four. All right. Next up is going to be, uh, I think this is Serena. So it's S-A-R-E-N-A. Okay. Bank, B-A-N-K. Okay. Dot X-O. Dot X-O. Just to give us just to give us some love. Mm-hmm. Um, Serena Banks. Well, hold on. All these things are going wrong because they don't like uh you don't want me to look at it. Okay, all right, you're Got good. Her. All right, Allie Davis. Allie is uh, A-L-I-E. Oh, A-L-I-E, uh-huh. okay. Davis underscore. Mm-hmm, Davis underscore. All right, model and UGC creator. Okay, mm-hmm. all, right. all right. Another Allie, but this one is A-L-Y-T-A-Y. Oops, sorry, T-A-Y. X-O. X-O. Just to let us know that she loves us. Allie Tay. All right. Um, all right. We got that. All right. And then dating.alexa. Dating.alexa. Um, let's see here. Well, it doesn't like me loading their actual <laughs> profiles and stuff like that. So, all right. I, um, I'm i going to go with um, Allie Davis, number one. Okay. Um, I'm going to go... Date no. I'm gonna go dating Alexa number two. Okay. Uh, Serena Banks number three, and uh, I hate to do it to her, but uh, <laughs> but uh, Ali 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 Tayo um, <laughs> number four. All right, that's ranking for a Tuesday or sorry for a Wednesday night. Uh, we'll wrap it up with the Love TK up next. Chuck in the Key Studios, Sports Radio 92 on the Game, the Odyssey.com app. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.